Hey, popcorn junkies, this is a bit of a surprise, isn't it? Yay! In isolation, in we quarantine, in whatever, um, we the one thing we couldn't do now if we wanted to, Mum, is go on a hunt. True. The only thing we're hunting for at the moment is vegetables and things like that. So in this coronavirus strange time, strange. a lot of the film studios have released their films straight to streaming or they've dumped them on various channels for you to be able to purchase. And The Hunt was just out of the cinemas yeah. at the point that the lockdown kind of kicked in. It was. Um, I just missed being able to see it. And I just missed being able to see it. And because it had landed and I'd heard interesting things about it, I thought, let's check it out. So we checked it out. Um, now, there's a bit of history to the release of this film because it was originally scheduled to be released on September 27th, 2019, oh. uh, quite a while ago. However, the Dayton and El Paso mass shootings uh, nudged Universal into delaying it because, of course, it's a film about gratuitous shooting. Um, and it is about gratuitous shooting. And I mean, stalking and shit. Stalking and hunting and all that malarkey. So I think it was a, an act of sensitivity. The weird thing about all these things is, is that as soon as a studio does that, mm. it throws, it's almost one of the best press moves yeah, for a film. Course, so it's, it's kind of got, got a bit of kind of sort of inadvertent press from that uh, scheduling shift. And then of course it lands in the cinema when it does and then yeah. the pandemic lands. So in, in a way, this film was never really meant to be seen. It's a very political film. Mm -hmm insofar as it's about the left and the right of America. Yeah. Uh, and yet... It could be conf called confusing, I think, in that I was confused to begin with. It yes. took me a while to work out what side people were on. Yeah, and I was all the way through it, though we'll scroll back to what the premise of the film was, I, I, I was always struggling to work out and, and was really nuzzling around to work out what the film's position was yeah. in terms of what it was trying to tell. Yeah. Because it starts with that text, doesn't it? It starts with the text and, and with, in, a, in and amongst an incredibly affluent group, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. With, men with a mention of the deplorables. The deplorables, that's Which right. at that stage we don't really know who the deplorables who are. Who they are who. Yes, yeah, so, and then we cut to an aeroplane, don't we? Where they're all heading off to somewhere and then they bring someone out the back and yeah. he's a sort of redneck. They yeah. call him a redneck. Redneck. And then, and then the first moment of extraordinary violence happens. And when that scene happened, it sort of so came out of nowhere because this is a Bloomhouse production. And Bloomhouse for me is one of those film labels that produces a lot of quality stuff like mm. Get Out, The Purge. Um, but it can also churn out a lot of kind of what I call horror fodder. Oh, okay. And not necessarily what I'd call invented B-movie horror fodder. No, you know, okay. Just low-level shit, like yeah. Happy Death Day. You always, you always yeah, use that yeah, as your example. And um, what's that other one where they had the stupid grins? You know, truth, oh, truth, dare, lie, truth die, die, whatever yeah. it was. Um, yeah, no, I'm Do you know generic, what I mean, though? Yeah. Chuck away. Yeah. They, they, they do a lot of chuck away stuff. And I was expecting this to be really chuck away. And to begin with, it felt quite chuck away, I thought. It was mm -hmm. all a bit kind of, you know, Posh interiors, text on a plane, stabbed mm. in the neck with a pen, mm -hmm. blood, blood, blood. You've covered um, the first. Hour. And that's, that's the first sort of 30, yeah. 35 minutes of the film. And, and, and what's the premise? The premise, it felt like it was riffing on many other films that we've seen, like The Hunger Games and, and things well, like I that. Well, I thought, when I was sort of thinking about reviewing this, and I thought one of my lines will be to the two people was, if you like The Hunger Games and if you like Killing Eve, you will like this film. Because right. it sort of morphs from one to the Killing other Eve and back good, again. Killing Eve is a good reference And, um, I mean, Killing Eve, not so... Much until the end. Until the, the end, but then an importance. Yeah, very yeah, very important, important yeah. I mean, it becomes a film... So, essentially, it's a film about... Um, the extreme right and the extreme left. And I think the polite way of describing the hunters, 
And I think this is quite a good inversion because I think many horror films have gone with the tradition of the redneck being the hunter. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think of things like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, lots of horror films have that sort of, you know, the beat, the sort of beaten up sort of redneck kind of deep south Texan weirdo. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and they're, they're the nut jobs and they're the ones usually doing the kind from of... From the days of deliverance, actually. Yeah, absolutely, deliverance from deliverance. You know, and it's that sort of irrational sort of violence comes from them. And what I quite liked about this, actually, was the idea that it was parked within, weirdly, an Obama-esque... Yes. Uh, ...sort of sedate responsibility. They were woke. Yes, yes. The killers woke. were woke. woke killers. Yeah, the people that know what woke means. And woke being, you know, they're politically correct and they feel like, you know, they're killing people. They want to hunt people or create this sort of sport of hunting people who are they're the deplorables because they're right wing, they're sort of potentially racist, they're rednecks, yes. they're that sort of Trumpian, they're Trumpian yeah. sympathisers. Redneck is always used as a term of abuse, Yeah, always. And then I got really confused and I thought, okay, so this is kind of, potentially it could be seen as anti-Trump, but then it could it just as easily be seen as anti-Democrat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the end, both sides are caricatured, and this is sort of a weird way to do a review because it's sort of I'm saying in the end, and it's looking back at the film. I like the fact that it was difficult to work out who people I did. were. I did, but, but but maybe that would not suit some people. They'd mm. want a more definitive. Well, I mean, I'm one of those sort of like I'm a sort of more Democrat left leaning individual who likes to see his Republicans as dismissible. Mm. And I thought what was clever about this was you never quite knew who to believe what was what because there was a lot of double bluffing going on. Yeah. There's that one yeah. character, for example, who's alongside her for a lot. Yeah, and you think, oh, he's on her side. Is he? Isn't he on her side? Yeah. Um, and but she was an incredibly powerful, strong, the main deplorable. So let's assume she's a Trumpian like woman. Yeah. Yeah. The one who kind of is essentially it's her surviving the film. Yeah. I thought she was quite a good she was, she was a very positive, sympathetic character. She was, and also you, you I mean I mean essentially if the film was saying anything through that character, it was saying don't judge all people that come from this background. I mean Absolutely. she says it at one point, doesn't she, in a sort of yeah. description of her being brought up. She was clearly the brightest of everybody in it. So, yes. so um in terms of and there was that lovely exchange between her and another soldier or ex-soldier, yeah. where they both yes. were on opposite ends of the political spectrum. But, but they'd both served, served and exactly. that's what they say in America, isn't it? If you've Absolutely. served in any war, then you, they hold deep respect. So do you think being favourable to the film, do you think it was actively striving to be apolitical? Um, maybe. And did it succeed? Maybe. Well, because she's such a strong central character, yeah. and because for a long, quite, quite a time in the film, I would say three quarters of an hour, you don't really know who she is or where no. she is or what side she's on or um, no. do you? No. So that's quite a way into the film before you, you're forced to take yes. sides in a way. Yeah. And, and, and then in the bit, there's that bit of the film where she joins up with that man who seems, you know, quite... One of her. One of her. Yeah, yeah sort of Trumpian but, yeah, colleague. Yeah, but you sort of, one felt that that was going to be a partnership. Yes. And, um, and that sort of twisted off. It did. I mean, what I liked about it, what I thought was very good, and, and the moment, the first moment for me where it snagged my interest, one of the actresses in it, Emma Roberts, who we know from American Horror Story, um, she's an incredibly, uh, you know, she's an incredibly big name in America. Lots of people recognise her and know her and all that kind of stuff. The moment, for me, it had a moment a little bit equivalent to the, that early scene in Scream where your lead, was it Drew Barrymore, yeah. who gets killed in the first yeah, ten minutes? First and this is a spoiler review, the film's been out a while, but um, it was so dramatic. It was. 
what happened to her, mm. that we have the luxury, because we weren't watching it at the cinema, of rewinding it and watching it three times. Yeah, which is sort of unbelievably shocking. Unbelievably which shocking. Which made me do a face like this. Yeah, well, your head almost did what Emma Roberts' head did. Yeah. Yeah, which was explode. It was like yeah. scanners, wasn't it? It was like David Cronenberg's yeah. scanners when they yeah. showed me And that, for me, meant that this film automatically became, automatically became quite a bold film. Bigger than we thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I... Sorry, sorry. Because I thought there were a lot of moments where it was really riffing on The Hunger Games, especially that moment where they're all running into the middle of a field and they've all got these gags and they've got to get weaponry. Yeah, and they open and the, the box, And they open the box yeah. and there's a pig that comes out. I thought that was all like quite funny. I like yeah. the pig. And then you had other... De and, and I thought, how did you think it dealt with deaths? Completely casually. Well, casually, but incredibly dramatically and inventively. I mean, there was oh, one yes. where they stepped on. If you've ever wondered what happens to a body when a mine yes, explodes, yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, no. Incredibly visceral. I so you this meant isn't for the faint-hearted. I mean, for example, Kiki didn't watch this. No. No, she couldn't watch it. No, she couldn't watch it. Um, so I thought, and I thought it did that thing that Tarantino succeeds at, which is the deaths were arresting and dramatic, unexpected, and they managed to be comic without diminishing the, drama, the yeah, drama of, yeah, of Warren. Yeah, almost cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so the film sort of, but it's a very short film. It's about 90 minutes, wasn't it? I, I thought it was a perfect length, actually. I thought it was a perfect length, too. I mean, I mean, I mean the whole thing is that they're, they're somewhere that they don't know where they are. Which I thought was really clever. I did, too. And I mean, we, we assumed... They thought they were in Arkansas, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a sort of very sort of... Um, I can't think of a word for them, but they were very good. A couple who were running the local... Uh, oh, like the local gas station. store. I thought that was they a brilliant so sort scene. Of, um, it was. And they're so sort of like, they're homely and lovely. They and reminded me of the grandparents in Bob Balaban's parents. I was just going to say, they're in mm. those films where, you know, you get a sweet old lady and she but turns out to be a serial killer. I mean, yeah. no, they don't, but yeah. in, in some ways... They're sort of not what they appear. I thought that was. A, I thought that scene was particularly powerful. Yeah, no, because I because it was riffing it was, on. All... It was quite for the film. It's quite an extended scene, yeah. so you got to know them and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you don't often get that in films now. No. You often get a scene which is quite functional. Yeah. That's just there to get you to the to next get, scene, yeah, and exactly. I thought they let us sit with yes. that. The not quite knowing what the, yes. the, the the setup here was. Yes, yes. And I thought I liked all of the stuff in the film where people were playing parts, and I liked that concept. It reminded me of that Michael Douglas film, The Game. Yeah. Where you've got that bigger, more overarching yeah. game at play. You yeah. Know? It's almost role play. Yes. And who can you trust and who can't you trust? Yes. And all that malarkey. Absolutely. I thought that was good. Um, and then it sort of pushed towards this denouement where um, Hilary Swank was suddenly made an appearance. Yeah, him. don't forget that that's going back in time. I yes. mean, the, that, that bit is going back in time. Because what, what we're doing with that bit is setting up the whole yeah. first bit, basically. Mm. It's how that came to happen. That's right. I mean, I found, if anything, when I actually interrogated what they were telling us, yeah. I found that more confusing than almost anything Yes, I know what I mean, what the, in terms of the time scale and yeah, when and who yeah. and how, and it was all around the conspiracy Yeah, and, and I felt they sort yeah. of knew that they'd got Hilary Swank and she's big, yeah. and so we were we we knew she was the mistress of um, dreadfulness, and yes. lived in a mansion and sort of had no... I felt they were kind of, were they trying to at that point, sort of, were they, were these characters, they were clearly trying to do the... the the flip sides of the same coin. I thought the fight scenes were really good. I did. I they impaled they were each other on the blades of a food processor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's thereby right. riffing on. That's right. Wrong. And Crystal gets out. The the main woman gets out on on the airplane, doesn't she? Of course. With the rabbit. Of course. A bit bit us, wasn't it? A bit us. A bit, a bit of us. A bit Alice in Wonderland. A bit Alice in Wonderland. Bit, um, um, 
What was the point of the film? What was it? About? I thought you were going to say what was the point of the rabbit? I was then going to well, say. No, 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 no. But what do you think the point? What was the film trying to say? It's, it's not. It's easy enough to. I don't know if it, this is what it meant, but there, there was a sort of quite clever, nice scene I thought, where in, in the underground bunker, where they were all making up their minds what to do and how how to do it, with the people who were the opposite of the deplorables, I'm just yeah. having to think carefully here, where they were trying to talk to we each other. We call them the woke hunters. Yeah, just to have a conversation and it became impossible because every oh. single thing they said was had a anti I, Well, I thought they were absolutely... Racist. Well, yeah, no, but what they were doing, I thought what the director was doing there I thought that was, was very clever. It was very clever. They were cari- He was caricaturing wokeness. Yes, I, was, no one could was. really say anything. And people were recognising that every single thing said you were tripping over they were. The political correctness. Now, you could read that as the whole thing, Yes, in a sense. Yes. I think this is where it becomes a dangerous film, potentially, is it, if it tipped in any one particular way, I think it would potentially tip more favourably towards Trumpian thoughts of car- caricaturing as ridiculous yeah. the political correctness of the woke people who, even in themselves, do want to hunt. They, they want to pull them down. So it could be, for me, the film almost became an analogy of how the Democrats have sought to pull Trump down, regardless yes. of whether they're pulling him down on the right terms. They just want to get him. Essentially, they are in that character and in the script saying, don't judge people by what mm. you've always... The redneck, old yeah. redneck philosophy, don't judge people by... So do you think, the... I suppose in that sense, do you think ultimately it is a conservative film, a Republican film? Or are mm. we beating around? Are we beating? Am I? What's it called? Charming at the wrong tree? Running at the wrong yeah, tree? Yeah, I think you're you're reading too much into it. Mm. I mean, I mean, a couple of the reviews that I've read, the sort of reviews in papers, have criticised it very much for that. Well, I've seen criticism for the fact that it's not clear on what it is. No, and and but but there is the one one that I read was that they were saying there is the possibility of that that mm. we're supposed to sympathise with that character, and therefore it is a bad thing. Yes. which I didn't actually feel because I thought. She's great. She's arguing all the way through it with the mm. idea that because you come from this area or wherever, you can't be bright or this, mm. that and the other. Mm. And clearly she is. She is, as I say, the brightest woman, the brightest person in the whole film, a cleverest. And, um, and I think that's fair enough. I mean, obviously, all, all Trumpian people, people that vote Trump or in the Midwest or, or wherever, aren't all stupid. Well, no, and I think, yeah, I think you're actually right. I'm pleased you said that because, in a sense, it's very. I, 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 I don't I would, agree with them. No, exactly. I don't agree with them. And, I, and this is where I get a bit annoyed about the just the constant kind of not Trump hate, but the hatred of people who find identification and whatever it is he, re- he represents. For and them. go no further. And go no further, because I do think there's an element of, you've, if you live in a democracy, the point of that democracy is that you embrace all hues of political persuasion yeah, and interest. Absolutely. And it might mean that you don't like your parents and my grandparents were conservatives yeah. through and through. Yeah. We never agreed with them politically, but we loved them dearly. Yes. And I think, in a sense, this film was perhaps trying to say, look, there are times that even when you're a politically correct, woke, you know, woke-ish um, Democrat embracing every myriad of every form, all of those kind of myriad of sophisticated kind of tolerances go out the yeah, window when yeah. you think you know someone as a deplorable. Yes, exactly. And I think it's asking even the left in America, the Democrats, to yeah. reevaluate that yeah. and say before you just shoot everyone down. And then, of course, I mean, you can't argue, you can't get away from the fact that the whole film is obviously a commentary on gun law and guns oh and god absolutely the prevalence of guns and the, and the desire to hunt people yeah yeah i mean though because you're taken with the main character your sympathy stays with goes to her and in the end you're given her as the hero heroine of the, of the yeah. thing and the hillary swank character who you could one could say well 
um, she's as important or whatever. She doesn't really, we don't really have a final, does she die in, in that exchange, in their final fight? Or is she alive as well, Hilary, Hilary Swank? No, Hilary Swank dies at the end. She, yeah. Oh, she dies, yeah. yeah, so we don't, we don't follow. But in, in a way, um, well, I suppose in that sense, they are saying, stick with the main character then. But it's interesting because Trump saw the film as a threat. He didn't refer to it directly, but in, I think in a, in a speech, he issued oh, a tweet on August the 9th, calling liberal Hollywood racist at the highest level, writing the movie coming out is made in order to inflame and cause chaos. They create their own violence and then try to blame others. He didn't name the film, but oh. that film was due to come out that day. I that think, seems extraordinarily articulate for Trump. It, well, it seems articulate for Trump, but at the same time, I don't think that's what the film's doing. I think what the film's trying to say, if it's saying anything, is we have to even be tolerant of Trump. People. I think it is. I, I think it's saying, saying everything is more complicated than, yeah, yeah. you know, we, you can't just write things off. No. Did you find it inventive? I mean, I think, well, we found it quite, it, yeah. it was inventive, wasn't it? And it was another review. I mean, it's a genre film. Yeah, absolutely. And another review I read uh, sort of outside us said that it, it was, it thought itself funny, but it wasn't nearly funny enough. And I don't agree with that at all. I thought it was funny yeah, enough I in, think it, in I its, think it um, you know, the bits that were funny were funny. Were funny. No, I agree. I, thought, I think this is a film with great hair. All right, well, let's just summarise and, and give it our score. I mean, I went into, I'll go first. I went into this thinking it was just going to be really kind of like just, you know, pulp fiction. It was just going to be chuck it out there, as I've said before, all those other kind of blue mouths. I'm not saying it's the most sophisticated film. I no, it's very unsophisticated. It absolutely isn't. It's not sophisticated at all. But it was it was really diverting, and it's the mm. kind of film that would entertain you watching it on, on your skybox yeah. for ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and so on that level, and I think it did raise enough questions for it to lift it just above your standard sort of blow up your heads fodder. Yeah, there's nothing supernatural about it. It is extremely violent. So for anyone who's a bit bit sort of you know I don't know yeah got the collar yeah. wobbles about that sort of thing, yeah. I can't watch it. Um, but I thought it was kind of engaging and, I, and, it, and it kept me entertained. And, and at the end of it, I was sort of, you know, if, even if the fact that I was thinking, what is what is it trying to say? What, what is its yeah. point here? Yeah. Then it's done something more than just your average yeah. sort of horror schlock nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was to score it out of 100, I'd probably give it about 70. 70 out of 100. Within the within the idea of, of Within of the film. arc of a sort of genre film. It's, yeah. it's stood above you know, a load of old other shit. Nowhere near as good as something like Get Out. I mean, no. I think it was trying to do something on a par with Get Out insofar as trying to be a little bit politically inquiring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it sits within that genre of Get Out films of what's going on in sort of political, you know, political commentary within yeah, a sort of yeah. extremely violent setup. It's interesting though, just talking to you now, just as this we're doing this review, so suddenly, it suddenly makes me think, it, yeah, it wasn't of the quality of us, no. but it makes me think in a way, when you get those incredibly violent deaths that are almost um, cartoon-like, that somehow in, the, and there's many, many mm. in this film, is that that almost dismisses it from the thing of a serious, because what mm. the people who do, it just occurs to me, that's all, that people like the Us film, until the end, they keep their terrible sort of things, mm. very few and far between, yes, yes, yes. whereas this sort of hits you in, in the yeah, face Yeah, this isn't a shame away. to blow heads up in your face. The best thing about this film was I loved the main character. I thought she grew on me tremendously. Yeah, she was a cracking actress, wasn't she? She what was. She, she was sort Betty of... Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin. I know that. Betty name. Gilpin. Yeah, I don't, don't recognise anything she's been in. No, maybe. but she was sort of almost playing the part as if she was autistic. Uh, in the sense that she had a lot of facial tics. Yes. And and her her. She was a bit annoying at first, wasn't she? She was. I thought yeah. she was going to be very annoying. Yeah. And she, but but somehow they she 
brilliantly and I don't know if it was in the writing she wove her performance into that Mm. and that added to it I felt I thought she was a very human person she was the sort of person for example that would absolutely go to war for her country and so in in that sense and very clever with it it's a schlock horror in one sense but it makes you work. Yes, you it have does. to really think. Yeah, it does. Who is this? Yeah. What's that? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, it pushes, back, it, it pushes it back at you. A bit, yeah, doesn't it? starts with a bang right from the beginning, sure, which I always does. like, and um, nicely written, and and that's it. Yeah. And I would give it within its own terms, and that's what you mean, isn't it? I would give it exactly the same as you. Would you? Yeah, seventy. Yeah, out 70, of yeah. yeah. You go. I think I think in within its own terms, that's probably as good as it can get. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, there you go. The Hunt. I would fully recommend watching it late at night with the older members of the family that can tolerate a lot of blood. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.